We dedicate this season to friend of the pod, Christian Salisbury, a life and talent taken from the herd way too early. He will be remembered for his speed and agility, but most of all, his smile and infectious enthusiasm. If you're able, go to the link in the description and donate to the Christian Salisbury Memorial Fund and help more kids like Christian find their way to professional football. Carry that rock in peace, my friend. You will be missed. Hey, fellas! We ain't gonna ever back down from nobody! I don't care who it is! This is a brotherhood! And if we stand strong together, we can't be denied! If one of us goes down, we have another, and another, and another that's ready to fight! So let's hit this field! Bang him! Bang him! Bang him! Somebody light me up! It's time to huddle up. It's the Turf District Podcast. Welcome back to the Turf District, where we huddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL. And we're a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I'm Andrew, and it is Turf District Tuesdays, which might be the best part of the week, being that Monday was not very good. But we will talk more about that in just a moment. One, uh, obviously, our guest would disagree, but uh, the main parts of us will probably say... Anyway, uh, we do uh, have another announcement. Uh, I guess I do want to say thank you if you're joining us on YouTube Live. Thank you very much. If you've downloaded the podcast, thank you very much for doing that. Or you might be listening to us on Edmonton Sports Talk, uh, which we are now a friend of Edmonton Sports Talk. And our show will be on the stream on Thursday nights at 8 o'clock. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in that way. And we're very excited to be part of that team and we'll let you know more as we know more um, and hopefully get some of the guys on here to talk about all the fun and games. Let's bring in the gang. There they are, one super fan, Mike, and one commissioner, Kayla. Hola. <laughs> Who is, you know, recovering from being in Calgary yesterday. How, how was it yesterday there, commissioner? Oh, it, it was fun. It was a fun, I had a great time. We sat up obviously with our seat buddies from Commonwealth. So we got Liz, Herman, Chad, Lisa, you know, the, the regular gang. And uh, it was a lot of fun. We had some good Stan Peter fans around us. No issues. And uh, stuff was consumed as in like drinks. <laughs> and uh, I had to rewatch the game because I just had no, I, like I knew the result, but I was like, Man, I have a podcast. I have to know what we're talking about. <laughs> Embarrassing. I'm too old for this. Like, yeah. well, we we appreciate that you're you know bringing that live reporting back to the podcast. That's that's yeah. The, the energy part. level is okay. <laughs> well, see how this goes. It's the fourth quarter. We can uh, we we already know that commissioner's not making it to overtime. All right, uh, super fan. How are you? Well, it is the uh, most wonderful time of the year for Correct. all parents today. Uh, first day of school, so that was an exciting time. Grade six here, so, uh, you know. That's impressive. That Great. is impressive. I don't look it, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it yeah. was good. Uh, you know, still allowed to 
for right now, allowed to walk him to school on the first day. We'll see what happens next year. But uh, yeah, it was a good time. All the parents skipping home merrily. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Great. all of them going back starting happy hour at 8 30 yep. a.m that's <laughs> right. fine that's bailey's ain't gonna drink itself that's very true speaking of needing bailey's uh let's bring in our guest yes. uh tonight we are joined by our favorite villain from down south from the go stamps go show and of course from three down nation the one and only ryan ballantyne how are you my friend I mean, I'm just radiating in the glow of Kayla actually being on the show when I'm here. Uh, I think this is the first time that we've both been on the show at the same time. Uh, she finally ran out of excuses to not be on the show when I'm here. Uh, so it's just really great to know that finally, finally, we can kind of go head to head um, in person as opposed to uh, just online. Um you know, I, I think it was just uh, another run-of-the-mill, normal Labor Day classic. Here we um, go. Yep. Stampeders won, as they do. Um, you know, the Elks underperformed, as they do. Uh, so I um, think it was just everything that we were expecting to happen yesterday happened. Uh, at no point was I ever concerned um that uh, that it wasn't going to end up a stampeder victory yesterday and and uh, the only thing that i was a little disappointed by was that they didn't cover the spread um winning by just four so so mike um never concerned it was less than two minutes what was the over under we had on that one because i'm pretty sure they think we all had the under and i think it paid off that was i'm pretty crazy. sure yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> i think i'm gonna get the ryan bingo today for sure okay probably in the first four minutes of the podcast so that should be good that's good we should have we should have posted that beforehand the ryan bingo uh yeah. but i didn't want to absolutely it. It has to be sure. has to be our own thing um the free space <laughs> there it is points uh okay so uh tell us a little bit about yesterday ryan i mean at one point, you know, the Boo Birds were out at, at McMahon and, and of course, the big turnaround in the fourth quarter. But tell us uh, about the atmosphere and kind of uh, how, how it was at McMahon for you. Well, I mean, I don't need to, I don't need to tell you guys what the Elk season has been. Um, so if you're you losing say. to that team, <laughs> if you're losing to that team, the Boo Birds are probably going to come out. They should. Uh, the Boo Birds should have been out against in Ottawa. They should have been out. Um, for any Hamilton fans as well. Um, you know, if you're losing to this Elks team right now, I think you should be booed by your home fans. Uh, and that's what was happening. They they had no answer. Um, they just had no drive or no kind of oomph in their game from the Stampeders last night until the fourth quarter. Uh, and then it was finally, you know, they decided that it was time to play the 15 minutes they needed to play to beat that team. Um, and so they did, uh, they came out, they scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Um, and I think honestly, from, from a Calgary perspective, it was an incredibly important win, not just because of the standings and also how it happened. You had 27,000 people there, which is the largest crowd of the season so far here in Calgary. Um, you had, uh, uh, and that was 27,000 people in, in defiance of the rain, the smoke, the temperature, everything that was going on from a, a condition and environmental standpoint down here. It was bad enough that the pilots 
um, from Cold Lake weren't able to do the flyover, uh, which was terrible. The Stampeders didn't even find out about that until 4.58. Uh, They got a text saying that it wasn't going to happen. Um, The flyover was scheduled for 5.04. So the pilots were in the air. They were on their way from that Cold Lake base, uh, but they did not, uh, they weren't able to do the flyover. So that caused uh, some uh, raised emotions from the crowd when that was announced. Bluebirds. Um, Yeah, there were bluebirds, which I I thought was very interesting because it was also military appreciation night. And so there were two separate standing ovations for members of the military in attendance yesterday, Um, but they still booed the military for canceling (laughs) the flyover at the same time. So uh, it was very interesting that those warplanes were not able to fly through the smoke or rain um to uh to get to mcmahon yesterday but uh uh i don't know who made the decision to call it off i know it wasn't the stampeders um they said it may have also been the calgary airport who decided uh because it's they're involved in that decision as well but um all in all i thought it was a great game for the stampeders and and something that might reinvigorate some of the fans to come back and see this team play again um you know it's uh for for the other people in the room and for your regular listeners um, you know, I'm sorry it had to be you that this happened no, to. You're not. Um, I'm not sorry that Edmonton <laughs> lost. I'm sorry that you lost in this fashion. Um, I would have preferred you to just lose by 40 and be down from the opening kickoff. Um, but uh, uh, I'm sorry that you had to lose in a heartbreaking way as opposed to just the regular way. Um, you know, that's that's. Uh, but but I think when when you look at this game, it, it's going to be good for the business of the Calgary Stampeders and maybe reinvigorating some fans and getting them back in the building. Well, at least you won't feel bad when we return the favor this Saturday so that it helps this market, because I know that's what you're worried about is the market. Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) I'm totally worried about the Edmonton market. Um, Look, I want want you guys to sell a, a crap ton of tickets for this weekend. I do. I want you to sell a crap ton of tickets. I want you to lose in a regular way so that it's not a heartbreaking way for the kids that come up and see the Elks, you know, who maybe haven't been there before. The great part about you guys ending that home losing streak um, a week ago means that I don't have to be precious with you at all about it anymore. I can just be like, well, yeah, now you can start a new streak. The best part about breaking a streak is starting a new streak, and that's what we can do here this weekend. The optimism is shining through. I tell you, it's amazing. See what you've missed, Kayla? Um, Yep. (laughs) So speaking of heartbreaking losses, it hasn't really been the easiest season for the Stamps either. So uh, what are your thoughts on the year so far? Uh, I I agree with that completely. Whether it's uh, pick sixes that end up being the winning winning score, uh, kick return touchdowns, have plagued this team. They've allowed four, which is half as many as the league has allowed um, as a whole. Um, Half of those kick return touchdowns have come against Calgary. Um, It has been, you know, there's a lot of bad teams who say we're better than our record. Um, I mean, I know you guys don't, but I think there's a lot of teams that say, oh, we're better than, than we deserve to be. Um, Whether it's, it's missed field goals against Winnipeg and in a one point loss, um, you've got a, a kick return touchdown, um, and a pick six against Toronto in an eight-point loss. It's statistically unlikely plays that have cost this team wins this year. Um, they've lost twice in overtime. Uh, it's it's been pretty uh, it's been pretty rough to see. Um, the great thing is though is that there's still 
within playoff contention. Um, you know, if Ottawa were to win this weekend and Calgary were to uh, win again um, this weekend, that would put Calgary into the crossover spot at a minimum and keep them just one game behind Saskatchewan with a game against Saskatchewan uh, coming up later in the season where Calgary can secure the season series. So it's not totally out of the realm of possibility that Calgary is still in the playoffs. And if this team can put it all together and avoid those devastating mistakes that are touchdowns and not just, oh, it's an interception, but touchdowns against in those ways, um, I think then uh, the Stampeders have a chance at uh, maybe even making some noise in the playoffs. Oh, we'll let you live with that just for a moment. You just <laughs> nurture that thought. Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, if you can't, if you can't, uh, but if you don't believe in your team, what are you even doing here? 18 and 0. That's right. Every year. Every year. 18 and 0. <laughs> and a great cup. Yeah, a great cup. Right. Don't, don't right. cut that. Don't cut that prediction in half. It's 18 and 0 and a great cup. Right. <laughs> Just don't let the dream die, Ryan. Don't let the dream die. Look, it's got to happen someday. It might. <laughs> Hopefully not in your lifetime so you don't get to see it. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, Kayla's expecting me to die in the next 12 months. That is a hardcore, that is a hardcore thing to do. Kayla, I've got a child. I can't believe you would say such a thing. You're because sure, we know right? it's going to happen next season, so... <laughs> See, there you go, your optimism. Anyway, let's navigate away from the stamps, although I have a feeling you're just going to bring it back to the stamps anyway. <laughs> but let's let's look at the league as a whole. What has been kind of the biggest surprise so far for you? So far, it, at, like just in team's perspective, coaching, players, anything. Please, just anything. You don't have to say the stamps, my God. And you don't have to say the Elks either. <laughs> there it is. No, no one's surprised by what's happening. Yeah, that's not a surprise. That's not a surprise. We expected this. I mean, the, the really, the bad thing about the Elks is that they fumbled the bag on going 0-18. Like, just do it. If you're going to do it, just do it. Um, you really but anyway, I, I digress. Um, um, I think the surprising thing for me uh, is that Toronto's been able to really roll through um, and continue that that uh, momentum. Um, Chad Kelly, I think, has been uh, a, a nice surprise um, to see what he's been able to do coming in from the backup role on a championship squad last year to now signing an extension to become the highest paid player in the league. Um, I do love what we're seeing out of Trey Ford. I, I'm not going to lie. Watching him evade everybody yesterday uh, on those two big runs uh, was incredible to watch. I, I didn't want to watch it against my team. But it's, it's still incredible to watch. Um, you know, I, I think when we see uh, Montreal is, is making real strides uh, and becoming back to who they should be. Hamilton has been a dumpster fire that I don't think anybody was expecting. Um, BC being just as good with Vernon Adams as they were with Nathan Rourke, I don't think uh, people were expecting. I mean, maybe not just as good. They did lose to Saskatchewan and Hamilton, but... Um, but being as being better than we might have expected with a middle range quarterback in that system. So I think uh, I think what we're seeing is a lot of great things from a league perspective in that we're seeing teams who can win any single week or any given week. We we've seen, you know, the ratings are going up, attendance is going up, the health of the league is getting better. This is what I want to see every year. I want the CFL to be the dominant secondary football league in the world. And I think we always have been, 
but these spring leagues putting a couple seasons together or maybe causing people to question that. I love the idea that our ratings are going up, our our you know our attendance is going up, and and the CFL is beginning to rebound from the COVID pandemic. And what Absolutely. we can say to everybody else listening is. Get your tickets to the game on Saturday because there'll be there's some available. Grab your tickets and be part of that. Like it's it's going to be an exciting game. If nothing else, the game yesterday was exciting. We will talk about the game in just a minute. I did want to <laughs> ask you a couple other things. Sorry, Kayla, did you have something? No, didn't they say that like tickets were as low as fifteen bucks too? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So, so with Ticketmaster charges, that's only forty two dollars a ticket. There you go. <laughs> and that's not bad at all. That's not bad at all. Correct. Um, let's talk a little bit about your podcast because uh, you guys kind of rebranded back to Go Stamps Go, and uh, how's that going? How's the pod going in general? Uh, I mean, the pod's going well. We we get our player guests on uh, regularly. We we recorded a show again tonight. Uh, we've had Trey Roberson on this season. We had Diedrich Mills on this season. Um, we had Mark Killam on uh, to start the year. Um, so my travel schedule for work, unfortunately, is keeping me from giving it all I want to give it um, and being in town even to record um, because we do still record in person around one microphone on the table uh, because I think it lends, um, I think for us, it lends a little more conversational viewpoint uh, and that's not to, to judge or question how any other show does it. But for us, especially when we have guests on, um, there's moments where you can tell they forget they're, they're on a mic and they're just talking and they're just telling stories and they're just giving us tidbits into their lives, which I think for us is, is kind of, um, what makes our show special is when we do get those guests on, uh, they're a lot more candid, I think, than, than they may be, um, even in this environment, you know, when you're, when you're sitting in front of a computer and you've got headphones on, you're aware of that happening. Um, when you're just sitting around a table and there's a small microphone in the middle and you're cracking beers and passing around baked goods and everybody's <laughs> having a good time and we're asking for stories, um, I think some of those stories that get told on our show may or may not get told on other shows. Um, as good as your guys' show is, and I don't, you know, I'm not taking any hacks at you no. guys at all. Um, no. It's just a different different atmosphere when you're in the room. Different perspectives. You got to change yeah. it up some ways, right? If we're all yeah, the same, exactly. it's stale. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah we've. So uh, I've pushed back against the notion of moving to an online show um, purely because I think we get um better we get better interviews when we have the guests in the room you talked about some of the guests on there you also had uh neil mcavoy earlier in the year talking about the stamps game day uh not the right name no jay mcneil jay, jay mcneil. mcneil sorry right. sorry i mixed up the name that's neil all good. mcavoy no no that's <laughs> bc you know yeah. what it's bc i mix up the game i mix up the game sorry it's go ahead okay. yeah. sorry jay mcneil more importantly what have you seen as improvements this year at mcmahon um, I, I mean, the speakers are better this year than they were last year. Uh, I think the Stampeders were really caught out by the um, decision to remove the speaker above the field. Uh, and it's taken them a long time to get that to be a little better. Um, it's still not great, but it's better. Uh, the Forever Red program for longtime season ticket holders, I think, is a good idea, too. Uh, we get 25% off our merchandise. You get 25% off your concessions. Um, and that's, uh, there's happy hour concessions before the game. And then the forever red members, those concession deals stay throughout the game. 
Um, so you get them whether it's happy hour or not. Uh, that's a big deal for me. Um, so I think the the game day experience at McMahon, look, it is McMahon is what it is. I'm not gonna pretend, you know, the the I think Jay referred to it on our our show as the Fenway Park of the CFL because it is the oldest building, but think of the traditions involved. And I mean that is that is a way to look at it. Um, that's, <laughs> that's a way. That is certainly a way to uh, to think about McMahon. Um, I mean, again, I go. Maybe I'm different from most people. I go. I buy some stuff before the game. I sit in my seat. I don't. You know, I maybe go to the bathroom once a game. Maybe, but so I'm not fighting the concourse. I'm not fighting the crowds. I'm not worried about porta potties or any of that other s- stuff. Like, it doesn't bother me because it doesn't. I'm not there to watch or I'm not there for the game day experience. I'm not there for any of that. I know that the red and white club being opened up afterwards and being renamed stamps house uh, where players go after the game, they have a couple cocktails. It's open to all fans. Um, so they can go interact with the players, you know, in the stamps house and, and have a good time after the game. So I think they're, they're doing a lot of things correct. Um, and they're think they're doing a lot of things to build engagement and and make up for the fact that McMahon is what it is, which is a 70-year-old stadium that has 25 dates a year. And so nobody, you know, it's just not a priority for that to be upgraded for anybody. Has there been any more musings for a new stadium? Because I know a few, several years ago, they put in a bid and then it, nothing happened with the hockey arena and the stadium, correct? My My thought initially was that the Stampeders were bought by the Flames purely to have the large-scale stadium with mm. both, you know, the hockey rink and the, the field um, as this massive marketable building that you can fill and draw revenue from and all of that stuff. When Calgary Next died, that was the last time I think this, the Flames mm. – ownership ever thought we should dump a bunch of money into this Calgary Stampeders. Um, <laughs> know that, that their budgets are substantial um, or proportional to what they could be. Um, you know, when you look at the, the Stampeders, if not the richest ownership group in the league, definitely top two, um, maybe the Argos uh, with Bell and Larry Tannenbaum and those guys might be uh, richer. Um, but Otherwise, it's it's Calgary with with a bullet um, at number one. But I just don't know that they want to spend the money on the Stampeders. I think they're expecting the Stampeders to be a profitable enterprise on their own, uh, which is a real shift, I think, from how sports used to be. Sports teams used to be these bastions of tax write-offs that rich people would, you know, bless their team, bless their city with some sort of franchise, and it would be a way to just – you know, siphon off a bunch of their profits from their other businesses. And that's just not how sports are run anymore. Sports are expected to be profitable. Um, and so, you know, I, I just don't think that that the CSEC ownership group is willing to sink any money into the Stampeders that they don't make on their own. Hmm. That's, I guess, fair, but, oh, man. Not Bad. to sit on those steel freaking benches on Labor Day would be such a gift. <laughs> We buy better seats, I, I guess. Is, uh... 
Why would I put my money into your stadium? <laughs> but I think, I mean, that's just the option is there. I'm, I'm just saying. Um, it's good I'll bring to... a cushion if I need to. I'm not. You're not getting my money. <laughs> let's, let's not pretend. Let's not pretend like you're old enough that you can't sit on a steel bench. I mean, Jesus. You know, right? Like if Andrew or Mike were complaining, I'd be like, "Yes, old men problems are a problem, and I share them." <laughs> I Too usually go up and stand with you somewhere. Young lady come so that... at us like, oh, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I know. So are the shoes you'll wear to the club and all the other things you do. You young whippersnapper, you. Flats all day. Make no mistake. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Including my butt. There is no cushion, okay? <laughs> I, I want it on record that she talked about it first. I yeah, yep. Yep. First, I, okay, good. I am mouth. not being I am not being me tooed on the turf district. <laughs> Fair. I have a disease and it's called foot and mouth disease, and I say the dumbest crap. Yeah, it's right. the greatest. That's thing ever. right. You can talk about your butt all day. That's fine. I <laughs> and won't. Thank you. I appreciate it. Others, well, you know, I'm nothing if not a gentleman, what? as I've what proven you... over and over again on this show. And then <laughs> that's precisely what the title of the show is, yeah. Gentleman Ryan. Correct. Uh, <laughs> That's what it's always been. Uh, I think you're up there, Kayla. Yeah, yeah. I am. Sorry, I had other questions. Right. Um, anyway, so this was brought up last week when Sarah was on the pod, but we'd like to know, too, who would your dream interview be on the pod? Oh, uh, that's that's difficult, I think, because um, I, I, I it's going to sound like I'm bragging, and I am. <laughs> we've had John Huffnagel on the show. We've had Dave Dickinson on the show. We had Bo Levi Mitchell on the show. We had Kadeem Carey on the show. We've had all of the, like, we've got a lot of these people on the show already. Um, the person I want to sit down with that we haven't yet so far is Randy Ambrosi. And, mm -hmm. and I would like to have a candid, no-holds-barred conversation with the commissioner um, in a way that I think the fans want to hear from him in and in a way that it's not, I can give you eight minutes on a Zoom one day. I would love to sit yeah. down and do 90 minutes with Randy Ambrosi where it's warts and all, hey, we're going to ask questions and I, I would want you to answer them as opposed to what he does sometimes. And, and, you know, I understand what his job is, but there are times where Randy Ambrosi will talk around a question without answering it. And I would just, I would love to have, I think maybe like two weeks after Randy Ambrosi's not the commissioner anymore, I would love to have a sit down <laughs> retrospective of Randy Ambrosi's time as commissioner, because I know we won't get the answers I'm looking for um, in that moment, but we've reached out to his office several times. Um, and I'm just not willing to make the sacrifice that Andrew was willing to make in order to get him on the show. Um, because, you know, I like to walk. Uh, and so, um, I'm not going to spend time with my children. Um, <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, no, I, I think that I was think, planned. I mean, well, but really, really well. like when you, mm -hmm. when you think about it, I think he's done piffles a bunch. Um, yep. he's done, he's done the shows where he can, where he can dial in. Um, and I think, uh, we keep getting told, oh, maybe next year. Maybe next year. Oh, the commissioner next year for sure. We'll totally make time. And I'm like, we'll come to his hotel. 
Like, I don't care where it is, when it is. You want it to be midnight on a Thursday? I will be there, provided he'll answer the questions. And I think I think that's the guy that, that would probably be the interview I want to have. Um, and, you know, if I can't get him, then man, probably Henry Burris, I think, might be fun to sit down and really chop it up with him about his entire career and and let him let him say like you know you know he's got a bit of you in him and and trying to draw that out and like let him really like speak his truth about how his career went and you know um and allow him to just kind of be himself and and really kind of get in with his guard down he can shove it (laughs) yeah exactly but that's what i mean that that was real Henry Burris. Yeah. And I'd love to dig into that emotion of, of Henry. I talked to his parents after they won the Grey Cup in 2008. And uh, we were joking. We were talking about Ryder fans. And his parents were like, those people will just never let it go, will they? <laughs> like, he doesn't play for you anymore. And that's okay. He went to he went somewhere else. Like, it's not, you know. Um, and so I, I kind of want to talk to him and get, like, honest reactions about that but yeah and i've i've been spoiled in the 15 years we've been doing the show that almost anybody stamps related we've wanted to talk to we have um and so uh, uh that's been that's been a bit of a blessing that there aren't many people that that i have to check off a stampede or bucket list love to see flutie on your show yeah i i mean i'd love to see flutie on the show too um yeah. uh you know or i mean you guys are are the next Doug Foodie, right? That's what I heard uh, coming from the broadcast team. <laughs> well, that was uh, Glenn Suter, Monday. to be fair. Um, yeah, I know it was Glenn Suter, but it was still said. Yeah. And it was very premature. <laughs> um, the guy's won two games mean? and he's the next Doug Flutie. Um, he can run like him. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah he can run. He can probably run better than Flutie because he's tall. Yeah. Uh, he can see over the, the line. Um <laughs> But yeah, Doug Flutie would be great. Um, I I met him. I've only met him once uh, as an adult. I met him at Grey Cup. Uh, Him and his brother Darren uh, were sitting eating lunch. Uh, Yeah, you were with me. I was with Uh, you when that happened. I said, I appreciate how much you did for the Calgary Stampeders. And I said, Darren, I hate you for what you did to the Calgary Stampeders. And I said, but I can respect both of your careers. so yeah, I mean those those would be like go back. Maybe Alan Pitts might be a very right. fascinating interview because he doesn't do very many of them. Um, so I think there there might be guys if you go on the wayback machine. But from a current Huffnagel yeah. era Stampeders team, I don't know that we've really missed anybody. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, uh, we've delayed long enough. Let's talk about the game yesterday. Oh, uh, good. The, uh, the Elks. Uh, fall apart in the fourth quarter lose 35 to 31 uh, in the labor day classic of course um once again kind of well they played a little more than 45 minutes what did you say kayla there were six minutes left so they played yeah, 54 minutes about yeah. the last five six minutes May- of the fourth quarter. mayor scored with 10 minutes to go um, oh, that, oh, that, that was the, was the first one okay yeah so uh up 18 to 10 at halftime 28 to 13 at the end of the third yeah. uh but outscored 22 to 3 in the fourth to lose the game um there was some good in this game i can only imagine how this is gonna go ryan what did you find good in the game i mean the final score i think was <laughs> yeah. was pretty good okay figured that um, yeah mm-hmm. i mean honestly the idea that that 
with losing Titus Wall uh, at the at the dime linebacker mm-hmm. spot, um, losing uh, his replacement Michael Griffin uh, moments, you know, a couple plays later, both of those guys might be gone for the season. Now that's not good, but the idea that you lost those two guys in that position, and so you had Nick Stats who had to come in and play some safety. They moved Brandon Dozier around. They had to juggle the secondary. So the idea that we held the Elks to 137 passing yards, that's good for the Stampeders secondary that was as banged up as they were. We were looking at it when when Wall and Griffin go on the sixth game, the Stampeders will have seven different defensive backs on the six-game injured list. Um, And yet still, they're being able to hold teams to to that few passing yards. I think the idea that the Trey Ford didn't score, um, you know, he never, he didn't get into the end zone. Uh, that's a plus, um, you know, he probably could have or should have um, in that one play. I mean, I think it's good, honestly, that he didn't land on the concrete in that one play where yeah. he jumped over the signboard <laughs> and landed yeah. on the grass and not the concrete. I think that's good because I think he's good for the team, the, the league going forward. So As I a didn't guy who's landed on concrete, I can tell you that was a good thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very yeah, good to be landed on thing. grass. Yeah. Um, but then maybe he'd get to talk to the commissioner. Who knows? That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Probably come to his house. Yeah. You know, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think from, from a Calgary standpoint, the idea that they were able to get that win, that they were able to get it in the win um, in the fashion that they did, which could be used to grab some momentum, build some confidence as the season uh, continues. Um, you know, we'll find that out uh, next Saturday. But, um, you know, I, I just thought generically a well-played football game by both teams. Uh, I think, you know, the Elks took it to us in the first three quarters. Uh, they looked good. They played good. They deserved to have the lead that they had. Um, you got that nice little trick play for the the touchdown, uh, proving yet again that the Elks were able to find a better quarterback than Taylor Cornelius. Um, but, but I think when you – when you put it all together, I mean, I, I know one team has to win, one team has to lose, and I'm glad my team won. Um, but, I mean, I, do you get better than that for these two teams on a Labor Day Classic? Like, a, a four-point game is what you want. Or a four-point, mm-hmm. you know, it it's supposed to be the highlight of the season um, for both teams is the Labor Day Classic. That's the one that you have to win. That's the one that you need to be there for. That's the one that the entire world is watching. Um, and I think they got a very entertaining football game. It was entertaining. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kayla, before I ask you for your good, uh, Ryan, what did you feel about the five o'clock start? And do you feel like there was, I know it, it, was, the best, it was the best turnout for at Epic Man this year, but do you think that it could have been better had it been earlier? I think if it's a one o'clock or two o'clock kickoff, it sells out. I a hundred percent agree with you. Mm-hmm. Because yep. I think there's there the new sellout standard is a little bit over thirty thousand, and there's no reason for me to believe that if it's in the middle of the afternoon on the day before most kids go back to school, like you talked about, Mike Edmonton went back to school today, yep. right? You got to walk him to grade six, and by the way, it's not his choice whether or not you get to keep him walking him to school. <laughs> oh. Whether or not he recognizes that you are the parent in that situation. No, it's just more fun <laughs> if uh, you know he doesn't. So. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, I, I disagree. It's way more. <laughs> no, I mean if he doesn't let me. Oh no, you just walk around, walk by him anyway. Right. You're in a exactly. you go where you want. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, but 
I think if that game's at one or two o'clock, families can come down the highway like they used to. You'd have that caravan of Elks fans making their way south for the game. You just won two games in a row. You're going in against the weakest Calgary record that has been on Labor Day in as long as any of us can remember. So, of course, Elks fans are going to come down and see if their team can can win. I, I know, Mike, you remember a lot further than most yeah. of us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I can't remember the Stampeders. Certainly, they haven't been this bad since 0405. Yeah. You know, like you're you're looking at at that that length of time. Mm-hmm. So you've got a generationally bad record at Labor Day for the Stampeders. Um so yeah, I think Elks fans would have made the trip. It would have made the the game even more entertaining because, you know, that back and forth in the stands would have been there. Um the atmosphere would have been there. I think it would have been um great. So Five o'clock kickoff to satisfy an Eastern TV audience sucks, and it right. ignores the fans who actually would have shown up to the game. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Commissioner, I would have been one of the fans coming down, by the way. It was a bit yeah. earlier, for sure, right? So uh, that's just the way it goes. Yeah, we All right, past. <clears throat> Yeah, right. You're right there, right? Uh, Commissioner, what's your goods in this game? Well, I mean, like Ryan said, you, you want a Labor Day Classic that's going to go out in style and fashion be incredibly competitive and just fun to watch and that's exactly what we got so in that like what else can you ask for like a strong cfl requires these types of games and that's what we got over the weekend and especially this these two teams like the the battle of the bottom feeders you know you you want to have some competition and, and that's what we got but just focusing on the elk side, I think having Jarius Jackson at the helm and having these creative plays being put together, oh my, like it is, I have goosebumps watching some of these. Like I'm just waiting for a flea, flick, flea, bleh, flea flicker and I'll just be like, woo, you know, I'd, that Kyron Moore TD pass, like that was incredible. And his first ever, well, why would he have one before that? But <laughs> no, no it, it, it was great. And like just seeing Trey Ford, you know, really fit into his role as leader, because when you look on when he's not on the field and you, and you look at this, not the stance, but on, on the side, you see him cheering on his team. I mean, when Dean Faithful got his longest of the of his career, yeah, Trey Ford came running out and was like smiling and be like, "Yeah, yeah!" Like that is leadership. When you come out and congratulate your kicker while you know he's still on the field, like that's amazing. And so did a bunch of other guys. So just to see this team actually acting like a team, respecting each other, and playing together, I think that is all we can ask for right now. I mean, despite the loss, it's nice to see our team coming together. Um, and then, yeah, we'll talk about the bat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. Uh, yeah. Super fan. What do you got? Uh, I really liked the whole game plan. Those first three quarters, it seemed like things changed in the fourth quarter. We were up by two touchdowns, uh, 15 points going into the fourth and, and well into the fourth at that point. And then they just seemed to get conservative. Um, but up until that point, I saw a lot of pressure by the defense. Um, we held uh, Calgary just to field goals at best, yeah. uh, other than punts and an interception, right? So mm-hmm. we seemed to go away from that. But if they could have just kept that going, I think that would have been a really strong game from uh, all at least those two phases, if not three. So uh, I'd like to see more of that. The other person I'd want to sort of single out is uh, Stephen Dunbar. Uh, mm-hmm. He's had a very 
it seems almost quiet. Uh, the great uh, couple of games he's had the last three or four games because everyone keeps talking about Gina Lewis or even Kyron Moore with the, with the uh, touchdown throw, but Dunbar's the one that caught that. And again, another two touchdown game and we're still not even talking about him. And I think he should be talking about more. Yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. Um, I will, uh, I will give, I mean, Trey Ford running. I mean, yeah. we've, we've said it a few times. Wizard. But, oh my goodness. Uh, a record. 135 yards. Yeah. A, a Canadian quarterback, single game record rushing. And, uh, and that one play where he w- basically went back 20 yards and then yeah. turned and got a 33 yard gain out of it. I'm sure that he ran a hundred yards. <laughs> oh, <laughs> for sure. 104. 104. 104. Yeah. Some, some stat tracker threw it up. It was 104 total yards. Unbelievable. And yeah. to get 33. Uh, but I mean, his speed is unbelievable. Um, right. And it, and uh, it unfortunately kind of leads to a bit of the bad in the fact that he was pressured so much that he had to run all the time and uh, was not able to uh, throw a lot in this game. Um, but before we get to that, I do want uh, you, you know, you said faithful got his longest field goal, but he was also three for three and three Again, for yeah. three on point afters. Um I mean, he just continues to keep knocking him through, and that's uh, that that's exciting as he kind of learns the game, right? So, mm-hmm. yes, I know Ryan. He's when he matures, he's going to be great. Ever. Yeah, but he's he's right. <laughs> yeah. No, I just um, again, uh, being as spoiled as I am uh, <laughs> yeah. with Rene Paredes at kicker, yes. um, the idea that you even have to think about a kicker. Hey, he had a good day because he made all his kicks. That's what he gets paid to do. That's the only thing he's supposed to do. Um, and and maybe uh, I can live with, with a standard with the greatest kicker of all time uh, currently playing for the Calgary Stampeders. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a little difficult to be like, oh, yeah, you had a, a good day. You hit from 43. Congratulations. Like, it, <laughs> and good for you. Um was 46 uh, but still oh, anyway 46. it's, uh, well, it's uh, he did exciting. he did it hit he did hit it faithfully so that's right uh, that's, as he's uh, the journey a plus. correct yeah where's the journey right now um well, the journey right. he's on is is a 36 year old rookie <laughs> correct it's a it's a beautiful journey yeah uh all right ryan what are the what are the bad parts in the game for you uh the bad parts is that it Close wasn't a blowout quarters. Uh, yeah, the first three quarters. Uh, I mean, real like, like again, being real about who the Elks have been this season. Um, you know, the allowing Trey Ford to get away like that as often as he did. I mean, there were moments where they were sending seven defenders, eight defenders on blitz, and he just made them look silly by running around them and running through them. Um, you know, they they've got to get on and and make tackles and and be able to get to Trey Ford uh, and put him down. Um, if, if they had, I mean, the, the quarterback pressure stats going to go through the roof, I think for the Stampeders mm-hmm. this week, because they were on him all the, all day, mm-hmm. they were in the backfield all day and they came away with one sack. Uh, and that's, you know, that's just not enough, um, against a guy that's, that's able to do that. So as good as the defensive backs were at limiting coverage and, and I think forcing Trey Ford into running, it wasn't just the pressure. It was also the idea that his receivers were covered. They didn't have a lot of open guy. He didn't have a lot of open receivers to throw to. Um, so again, some of those were coverage runs, but he was able to turn a coverage sack 
into a coverage first down, uh, which I think is is uh, something that the Stamps will have to clean up next week. Um, you know, I appreciate that he set a Canadian quarterback rushing record with 135 yards, and that's all well and good. Um, but uh, next week, the Stampeders are going to have to find a way to corral him. And then if they do, it will be the proper result of these two teams playing, which should be the Stamps by a dozen. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, just, I love the fact that Kayla's tea was cold when we started, and every time she picks it up, it just gets hotter. Just <laughs> steaming, <laughs> steaming uh, I appreciate that, though. Let's uh, let's 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 go the other way this time, super fan. What do you got to add in for needs work? As great as the first three quarters are, the last quarter just fell apart, and I think yep. it was it was just a combination of so many things. Um, they definitely started corralling Trey Ford, uh, mm-hmm. and, and sort of keeping him in there though. Um, they had, um, Cam judge spying on him for most of, uh, the second half, but it really helped when they had their defensive ends, keeping him in that pocket and forcing him to throw or taking, you know, that sack or incompletion. So, um, again, it just felt really conservative on all phases of the ball in that fourth quarter. Like they don't know how to play with a lead. And I think that's part of the problem um, because we haven't had a whole lot of leads. <laughs> Not a lot of practice. With yeah. 10 minutes left yeah. in the game. Good. So, um, yeah. I would just love to see them not get those damn penalties at the end of the game, too. I agree. I agree. And like there weren't many, but they were the ones at the end were just killers. And honestly, that holding penalty was the turning point of the game. The holding penalty oh, by John that, St. John. St. John that took yeah. the 20 yard run by Kevin Brown off when right. he was down to the 10. Yep. That was a hundred percent the turning point of that game because they they get down and put you know a, a, a touchdown on the board there. They're not coming back. Like that, that's that's that, it's a lot easier to work from that. And um the pass interference, although by the letter of the law, they were that I was think accurate. Everything that they do have to, and I heard Dave Campbell talking about this too, they've really got to talk about when the ball is underthrown and the receiver is coming back to the defensive back. I don't know how the defensive back gets out of the way. <laughs> like it's yeah. just, just underthrow it all day and you'll get pass interference like on more than 60% of the calls. So um, that, that part is... Uh, but by the letter of the law, it absolutely is a penalty. It's just frustrating oh, to to watch because mm-hmm. I don't know how Bratton could have done anything different on that play and still got away with like not had the call. So now that's um, not the one in the end zone, right? The Dickens nope. and the no, 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 that's not the one in the end zone. I'm talking the one before <laughs> that where yeah, where yeah, it was yeah. underthrown and he was beside him and and Franklin actually tipped the ball before it got to them. But Bratton is there and talking about. <laughs> I don't know how to say that guy's name. It sounds like a sneeze. Hakanavanu. Thank you. Bless you. Uh, He (laughs) turns around and he's coming back to the ball and Bratton is just there. And he's like, well, what? Uh, Okay. Well, I'm going to try for the ball. But by that time, Hakanavanu, whatever the hell his name, Luther, (laughs) runs into him, (laughs) runs into the side of him and they throw the flag. I'm like, well, how do you, I don't know. How are you supposed to do? Like, there's no he's in full flight. It's not like he can just stop and get out of the way and then go for the ball. So I, I, I don't know. I just don't, I don't like that penalty in any game, whether it's ours or anybody else's it's, it's good. If the, if the defender honestly has nowhere to go and 
there's no way that he could have been in any other position. I don't know how you can call it. Anyway, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not a big fan of I'm not a big fan of receivers running into defensive backs to get penalties, and they um, get them. And it does it does happen. Um, yeah. And it, I agree with you. It's it's kind of maddening to see um, when when that happens. Uh, but and, and that was a huge second down. Like mm-hmm. that was enormous. It it uh, it was a, a big game. So it was two in those those two series back to back. That uh, you know, I'm not saying it created a 14 point difference, but kind of did. So I I'm I'm a little that 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 part was really fr- frustrating to me. Um, Kayla, what was your needs work in this game? Those were my two. It's just where. <laughs> Please play four quarters of football, 60 full minutes. Like, just do it already. Oh, my goodness. And, yeah, the discipline, like like you said, some of those calls, uh, but they were still called. Like, you you just need to play smarter football. And, yeah, I, you, you guys already said it. I don't want to repeat it. Same thing. I'm just like, same stuff over and over again <laughs> yeah it's very it's very true uh okay a different positive uh ford was named the player of the month for August. yeah um based on the um pro football pro fo- what does pff stand for pro football pro football focus thank you mm-hmm. yep uh in the cfl honor rule so uh granted that over his points over his two big games three big games in august so that was uh, that was pretty cool uh injuries uh that we need to talk about uh, both jacob plamondon and jordan reeves left the game with lower body injuries ryan you already talked about uh, titus wall and oh. griffiths the third is it I think uh, Griffin Griffin the second Griffin the second okay uh and he um he went down so uh yeah, big big injuries in that game uh not not anything we want to see uh, I was shocked that Dylan Mitchell was playing um I was a little surprised that they pulled uh Purifoy off of the sixth game only to put him on the one game <laughs> but maybe he's back this week so that's uh that's the- I think they had to though like they they're ready for him to come back for the rematch so if they wanted to give him any practice time, he had to be pulled off and then put on the one game. Uh, okay, so that's the that's what's happened there. All right, so uh, aren't you? How how many games have he already been? Because I thought after how was, how long was only been one? It was only it was a couple only of games. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. was on a six game for one game. Yeah. Perfect. As it turns out, it wasn't as serious as they thought it was. That's the thing. Sure. It was a calf injury. So yeah. Um, all right, no hoard and tell this evening, right? Super fan today, no, Not we'll today, do okay. Next week. All right, so let's set up this game next week because I know Ryan's just can't wait to tell us how salivating <laughs> how much better Calgary is going to be in this game than they were in this last game, and all of those things. Um, of course, it's back at Commonwealth. Uh, Ryan, are you coming up for the rematch? Uh, I was totally planning on it. Um, I was okay. planning on coming up for the rematch. Uh, and kind of seeing what was going on up there. Uh, I've enjoyed coming up for the rematch for a couple of years. Hmm. Um, but the Stampeders are uh, doing a watch party at McMahon. Um, oh, nice. Okay. Uh, where you can be on the field and bring lawn chairs and, and sit on the field uh, as a group and watch it together. So um, I've decided to uh, to go there instead uh, this year um, and, uh, and kind of uh, enjoy it um, in kind of a, a unique experience. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, by uh, by getting down to to watch it uh, at McMahon on the field. 
Yeah, the uh, the Elks did that against Saskatchewan last year, and it was a blast. And I was yeah. hoping that they would do it again this year. Uh, but it, I mean, they they only have a couple of games left to pick from <laughs> before Honestly, it gets. They should have they should have done it with Labor yeah. Day when they found out it was a five o'clock kickoff. Well, and originally I believe that was the plan, was, but I yeah. think it I think it got uh, kind of scrapped at the last minute. So I'm hoping that they will maybe do it for one of these other games, but we'll see. Um, all right, uh, tailgate will be open at two thirty because the game is uh, at five o'clock. Super fan. Anybody who regularly comes to the tailgate knows what's on the menu this week, but please Absolutely. let everyone know what they are in for if they come down to visit us early. The number one thing we serve every year, and it's always at the Labor Day rematch, is tacos in a bag. Yes, second time this year. Mm-hmm. Everybody's favorite, uh, except for maybe Deb, because Vince has too much. But other right. than that, it is <laughs> it's definitely time to come and grab uh, some tacos in a bag. Um all right, before we get into uh, what to watch in this game, uh, we are going to do our Elks prop bet. And I just want to tell everyone, if you have a prop bet, throw it into the chat and then we will uh, go over those. And usually our guest picks the prop bet, but I don't know if I'm ready to do that or not. I mean, I think you won the game yesterday. That should be enough. I don't think you get to pick the prop bet, too. But I might be able to come up with an interesting one. Oh, I can only imagine. Okay, well let's let's see what we get, and we'll we'll put them all together, and then we'll go uh, we'll go with that. Uh, figure out which one you want to pick, then Ryan. I'll let you pick. Um, yeah. All right, what are we watching in this game? <laughs> oh, why am I asking this, Ryan? What are you watching in this game? <laughs> uh, I'm looking to see if the fourth quarter Stampeders can continue that momentum. Um, That's fair. Can continue that offensive stride uh, when you look at the. The past game, uh, after a couple week uh, performances in a row, uh, Jake Mayer has been over 300 yards uh, for his last three games. Um, he just hasn't been able to pass it into the end zone. Uh, there was three rushing touchdowns, but no passing touchdowns uh, again. Um, so I'm looking for passing touchdowns. I want to see Stampeders catch the ball in the end zone um, because, you know, I, I know you guys talked about your holding penalty that cost you a, a potential touchdown into um, into uh, down by the 10 yard line with Kevin Brown, but there was a passing touchdown that was wiped off the board and turned into a field goal from a holding penalty um, as well on, on the Calgary side um, as uh, mayor rolled out and uh, may have escaped the coverage. If, uh, if the elk defender was able to get through that hold anyway um, and found a receiver in the end zone. So um, I'd like to see an actual passing touchdown, uh, we got four against Toronto a couple weeks ago. Um, I'd like to see a couple of those. That's that's probably the continue that momentum, continue playing the way that they're playing, and then also um, uh, see some improvements with uh, scoring touchdowns through the air. All right, fair enough. Commissioner, what are you watching? Oh, the same thing I've been saying for how many games is you just, you have to play four quarters of football. You just, you have, stop with this fourth quarter BS, like (laughs) put the gas down and keep it going through the entire game for the love of God, please. And as much as we all love to see Trey Ford run the ball, I'd also like to see him very much protected. So he has the opportunity to pass and for the receivers to actually be focused enough to catch the. I want to see the what we did in the Red Blacks game 
in this game. So I think we just need to definitely not play as conservative because look what happens. And when you have a team that has built momentum now because of the Labor Day win, you can't. So for the love of God, don't do it. Okay. <laughs> That's what I just four quarters. Come on. All right. Fair enough. Super fan. Yeah, I think it's for me, it's just a combination of those two things. Um, I want to see that offensive line give Trey Ford a bit more time so that when he does run, it's a called run. It's planned for him to actually mm -hmm. running the ball because there were a few of them in the game uh, yesterday. Um, I'd like to see uh, uh, certainly more passing. His uh, passing percentage went down quite a bit in the last game. Yeah. Um, but again, when you're sort of running for your life half the time, it's a little <laughs> harder to be accurate. Um, drop balls or no. Um, and, and I'd like to see our defensive line play a little stronger throughout the game rather than just those first three quarters. So like we've been talking all all game or all uh, podcast, just get four quarters instead of three quarters and um, whatever the stamps throw at you, you have to be able to return. Yeah, I would agree with the balance in the offense, the tackling for four quarters. Um, we're at home, so if you think, um, <laughs> and on average, over the last three games at home, we've averaged somewhere in the realm of about 12 penalties a game. Uh, I don't know why it's worse at home that we get more The home field advantage. Yeah. Well, really. right now, uh, that's kind of we the have so much of that. field advantage is getting a whole <laughs> bunch of penalties at home. So... Let's not get some penalty. Let's not do that. Um, the Stamps are going to be coming in, you know, confident after that big win, the way they they finish it off. They've got the momentum, all those types of things. Don't let that get into your head and react to stuff because mm -hmm. you. I have a feeling this, this game could get heated. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so just, don't get the stuff after the whistle. Let's not let's not get those. Um, and uh, and then you know we'll we'll see what happens after that. I, I, I we have to be better on on kick cover teams. <laughs> I can tell yeah. you that right now. Tommy Our Lee returns pretty weak. <laughs> oh. The wind and Tommy. If Rice and John doesn't trip mm -hmm. up Tommy Lee Lewis, he's still running. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because there were all kinds of blockers and no elks in front of him. And Tommy Lee Lewis, uh, Steph told the story today. When he got to the sideline, he didn't even want to talk to Mark Killam. He knew when he like he knew that that was going to be it, and just a heel kept him from getting all the way to the end zone there. Yeah. Uh, but. I don't want to talk about return touchdowns in front of you guys. I feel like that's not fair. <laughs> well, it, I. You just said, I mean, Calgary's given up four. Like, isn't it about time we get one? This would be a good time. Why not? Sure. I don't think so. Just keep I going. Mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, they they've they've given up four already. What's one more? We can just have, keep doing can what one. you do. Just yeah, keep you can, you can but mm -hmm. I feel like you could just, you know, keep doing what you do and let us through. <laughs> we could look we could, if you if if giving if giving you guys a return touchdown in a game we still win makes you feel better then i'm all for it i'm That's... all for the tonic of of making uh elks fans feel better um even while they lose well i i hope that uh you know we do get one and then we just keep rolling. That would be great. That's what I. That's what I'm hoping for. That'd be great. Great way to Appreciate end the game. Get your return touchdown, and then just keep rolling. <laughs> no, that's, that's not what I meant. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, well, I yeah. mean, you know, perspective is everything. Yes. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> oh my, I keep bringing you back on. I just every year, every year <laughs> I do this. It's our first show on Edmonton Sports Talk, and they're all gonna be like, Why do they bring this guy on here? What's going on? Is this an I thought this was an Edmonton show? Yeah, it is. Um, all right, let's do some pickums. Uh starting with um the games out east, as it turns out. So the first game, Hamilton at Ottawa. Ottawa is coming off the bye. Hamilton coming off of getting beat down by Toronto. Ryan, who do you got? Uh, at this stage in the game, I start to look about what, what's good for Calgary. Um, and what's <laughs> don't good say. for Calgary <laughs> is a Red Blacks win. Uh, because if the Red Blacks win, that means that Hamilton doesn't. And both the Red Blacks and Hamilton will have four wins. And after Calgary wins this weekend, they'll have five putting themselves into a crossover position at a bare minimum. So I think I'm going to take the Red Blacks uh, and root for whatever crumbled quarterback they can throw at uh, Hamilton this week. And uh, uh, I think Hamilton might have given all they had in the Labor Day Classic, and that hangover leaves them right for the picking as the Ottawa Red Blacks can beat uh, do, do we have to watch this game? It's going to be hot garbage. <laughs> it's going to be a tough one. Tough one to watch. Yeah, right? But right Ottawa, because it's better for Calgary. Excellent. Commissioner. I want to say Hamilton just so I don't have to agree with Brian. <laughs> I but wondered. I wondered. My thought was Ottawa, so I'll stick with it. All right. Ottawa. Yeah. I don't have a long explanation because it's just like they're it's 50 50 at this point. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Super fan home team. Oh. <laughs> I think uh, Ottawa coming off the bye is going to give them a little bit of uh, extra energy. And like Ryan said, Hamilton just got beat down hard. So, you know, well, and they lost to us before that. Hamilton only gets four days rest too. Yeah. Because they play on Monday and then they play on Friday. Like that's, that's against the team coming off the bye. Like yeah, it's usually our job. Like that's not fair. That's like, it, it really isn't fair. Um, and, uh, and yet somehow Ottawa is only favored by three, which yeah. is odd. But well, it's cause uh, they're at home and Ottawa right. doesn't win at home. Yeah. I mean, I know you guys have taken okay. that whole like art Guess form, <laughs> but they also don't win at home. <laughs> well played Kayla well played um I will uh yeah I pick Ottawa too darn it anyway uh next game uh the first of the super Saturday triple header uh which means that I might get to see all of our game and maybe a quarter of another game uh just because of way the way that turns out uh early game is montreal at toronto this one's in toronto kayla who do you oh, got i just i want montreal to win because i'm kind of tired of toronto at this point i'm just like i'm bored can you please like get beat <laughs> but they probably won't it's probably it's gonna be toronto like god toronto is favored by 10 and a half in this game right <sighs> now that's the line right now, which is not. Although I, wa I was right about my, that last game, Riders and uh, Bombers. So yeah. you never know what will happen. Yeah, boo -hit. But I'll, yeah, <laughs> Toronto. Stupid Riders. Uh, Stupid Bombers. <laughs> no, 
Uh, well, because they didn't win. They're both because they lost. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. Stupid riders for winning. That's the. Yeah. Anyway, we could talk about the headbutt, but I'm going to leave that alone because uh, they'd already got dealt with by the league. No, but let's let's yeah. talk about the best part of that game uh, just for a second, and that was Brett Dort interviewing Jake Oligala <laughs> yes! in full bent over position. Yeah. Um, I talked about this on our show, but you know, I don't know about the crossover. Um, I want to credit him for being a gentleman because the other yes. option was just to stand at height and have Britt Dort like this, <laughs> full, like a full arm up extension and the microphone and the tippy toe and like her jaw not being in frame and the top of his forehead not being in frame. So I appreciate him looking goofy by bending over like Andre the Giant talking to Mean Gene Okerlund. Um <laughs> I think that for me was the best part of that game was the post game interview between uh, Britt Dorton and, and and Jake Dolegal. It, it was it was very good, and I give him a lot of credit for doing yeah, that. Yeah, that, that, that was a great yeah, it was a great move. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't yeah. have to do the Statue of Liberty pose for that. Or, <laughs> yeah. uh, Tim Capper asking, "How tall is she?" I'm going to say like five five ish. Mm. Like she's or in here. I've never seen yeah, I've never seen her in person, but he oh, was fully I, we bent have. Over. Yeah, and she's always in, and she's in heels. Yeah, but she's yeah, she's she's, she's tiny. She's tiny. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> and she's a sweet. Seriously, is there no milk crates in Regina? Oh my god, that's amazing. Anyway, all Tom right, took them all. Um, uh, super fan, Toronto or Montreal? Home team. Home team, great. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm going home team as well. Okay, uh, Saskatchewan, and, and I just won't pick. You're not picking this one? Oh, you didn't. Okay, sorry. Montreal and Toronto. Who you got there? I forgot I started with Commissioner. <laughs> sorry, Ryan. It's you no, know you, you had your chance to talk. You're fine. Uh, yeah, no. I, of yeah. course, I'm taking the Stampeders in this one. So the Argos. <laughs> the Argos. <laughs> Stampeders. It's just it's it's all the it's the Stampeders from three years ago. That's and Chad that's Kelly. It's very true. Check. Uh, all right, Saskatchewan at Winnipeg. I'll remember to ask you this time, Ryan, because this is going to be an entertaining answer. Uh, super fan, who do you got? Home team. <laughs> I think, I think yeah, I think Winnipeg. I think I'm just calling for a home team sweep this year, week. So love it. Um, oh. absolutely. I, I mean, I think Winnipeg is more than fired up in this game. Uh, and I think we'll see the Winnipeg a few weeks ago versus the Winnipeg last week. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I will take. Uh, well, right now Winnipeg is favored by eight. I'll gonna take Winnipeg, but the Riders will cover. It's gonna be close. Yeah, so that's my guess. Uh, Ryan, who you got? Uh, I'm taking the Bombers, uh, not just because it's what's good for Calgary, um, <laughs> but also I like the idea of the Bombers getting a little fat and sassy in time for the playoffs because I think they are primed <laughs> to get knocked off. Uh, this year, I think they're they're spoiling to get upset um, and and end this kind of uh, O'Shea Caleros era um, of of players in that in that system. Um, so I like the idea of them them coming out and just putting a beating to the Riders. Not just because I like to see the Riders lose, because I do, <laughs> um, but uh, I also uh, I also like the idea of of Winnipeg kind of gaining some confidence before losing in the playoffs. You heard it here first. He's calling a Lions Argos breakup. 
correct. That's what I heard. I, I'm not sure that's what I said. I think that's um, what it was. That's uh, that, that what I that is what I heard. Yeah, it was perfect. Uh, Commissioner, who you got? Yeah, I mean, sweep it. All right, sweep it up. All the home teams. All right, let's uh, let's do an uh, our prop bet. Was there any uh, prop bets in the chat to choose from there, super fan? Or is uh, Ryan uh, Brian's going to create one anyway? But I'm just curious if there is well, others. That's going to work because uh, there aren't actually in the uh, in the chat. Okay, uh, Brian, put it out there. Nothing. It's You're wide up. open. All right. All right. I'm, so I'm who's, is it Andrew? You set the line, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll set the line. But okay. you're going to do some like add this and minus this or something. And it's going to be a disaster for me. But go ahead. It's not. It's not going to be too bad. It's not going to be too. <laughs> oh <bad>. sure. <laughs> okay. Wait. Before you announce it, last week we had um, percentage of total <laughs> run yards for for Ford out of the Elks total of rushing yards. I set the line at thirty six and a half, and he had what fifty seven. <sighs> yeah like it was well way, north. way over yeah. so uh yeah anyway that was a little bit funny all right so what do we got for me this week there's there ryan all right we're gonna go with trey ford's total rushing yards okay minus there it is the yep. net punt average for the elks <laughs> the net punt average for the net elks. punt average <laughs> minus or Trey Ford's rushing yardage minus your net punt average, because I know that's not a stat you have immediately available. No, I sure don't. Um, and you shouldn't be looking it up either. Not looking it up. Gut feel. Gut no, feel. I'm, net I'm punt type, average. I'm typing it out so that I remember what it okay. is next week, because I'll okay. forget otherwise. So, All right. So Trey, Trey Ford's Ford total rushing yards, rushing yards minus the Elks net punt average. <laughs> <laughs> net punt average cheaper scrapers okay i did actually look at it this week and the net punt average was 35 so uh i know that that's kind of where that has landed for uh, for jake um how many rushing yards is trey for gonna get this game after he had that big game last week um Okay, so I am going to set the line then at 54 and a half. 54 and one half yards. Correct. There we go. 54 and one half yards is where I am going to go with that. Um, why are you humming that? What did you have in your mind there, Ryan? Oh, I'll, I'll explain why. I know you will. I know you will. All right, well. Go ahead. What are you picking? Over or under on that? Uh, I'm taking way over. Way over. Okay. Um, mostly because uh, of a Tommy Lee, Tommy Lee Lewis return touchdown, which will destroy the net punt average on the day. Um, so <laughs> I'm thinking there's going to be at least one return touchdown from Tommy Lee Lewis this week, uh, which gives, you know, that's like a negative 100 on the total. So you're, you're looking at like, maybe a, a total punts of you know two or three hundred so you're really you're really gonna have a low net average and and I like Trey Ford for about 65 70 yards already so I'm, I'm probably I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the over um because uh a more more as a result of a really bad net punt than a uh, a great day again uh for Trey Ford all right then fair enough commissioner how do you 
follow that. <laughs> just, I, I love how many times you've seen the back of your own head tonight. Just your eyes roll back so far. It's like, this is my hairline. And then it comes back. You think I'd be used to it with these yahoos, but no, you're just a special yeah. kind of irritating. <laughs> now that's, that's a t-shirt right that's there. That's the title of the podcast right there. A special yeah. kind of irritating. Yeah, love it. Um, I will say slightly over because I think that Trey Ford is going to get a nasty amount of rushing yards because they're not going to listen to us. So. That is my explanation. All right. Fair enough. Yes. Super fan. Yeah, I'm I'm with Kayla on this one. I think that Trey's gonna he's been running a lot the last <laughs> three games, uh, four games, and he's gonna continue in this game. Uh the net pun average, uh, Ken said in the chat is 35.1. I can see him getting well over a hundred again. So yeah, I, I think it's gonna be closer to like 70. Okay. Uh did you know, by the way, did you see the game notes from this week? I don't know if you talked about this uh, last week or not um but the elks have now set a uh what was a three game record and is probably a four game record for ratio of runs to passes right um it's the it's the highest run to pass ratio of any four game stretch or something it's it's a crazy it was In a crazy how set. long it was a crazy set to see um if i had my bag nearby i'd, I'd look at the game notes from yesterday <laughs> But uh, but the ratio of runs to passes over a three game stretch it was like something that that it was it was a very very long time ago. Yeah, I was gonna say it has to be probably in the fifties when it was a run first league. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, okay, and I, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna pick the under. Go for it. <laughs> there you go. Just because I need to be different, and because I think that Trey runs for some. I think that I don't think he cracks a hundred this week. I think he's going to throw for a bit more. And I think that the Elks net punt ends up right in the kind of the same range. So I'm going to say that it's just under and that's fine. We'll see how it goes. I, this is the first time I hate doing all this math when I'm trying to figure out a line, like <laughs> give me one damn stat. Let me pick a line for crying out loud. Anyway, I'll put the, uh, I'll put that out on our Twitter. Um, probably on friday so uh pick your over or under on that just for some fun uh the people this week uh did pick over and it was over so well done on that cfa uh, sorry go ahead sorry to to bring mike the information because i just assumed he would know it um but uh, it's 1977 uh the yeah. lowest three game total of pass attempts in by any cfl club since 1977 Montreal had just 47 attempts, and it's the lowest uh, lowest three-game total for the Elks since 1974. Ah, oh, Roy Bell. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Right. Who else would it be? Oh, you're not going to check, are you, Ryan? No, of course that's, not. That's how no my... one ever does. <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how we get the, the best Put a name out there. It's outstanding. Yeah. That's why I had Jay McVicker on our show. I, I could have said, like, yo, it was John Godwin. That's who had the rushing yard. It'd be like, oh, must be. Must sure. Be. <laughs> I love how you just make up names. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, how did you do in the uh, Canadian Football Podcast Network fantasy pool this week? Uh, I didn't check, but I dressed all Stampeders. So no I kidding. Okay. Shocking. Um, 
you know, I, I don't know that the defense got me a lot of points, but uh, I assume uh, uh, I would have gotten uh, the, the rushing touchdown from Diedrich Mills. I would have gotten one from Jake Mayer, 300 yards passing. So I maybe did okay. Last week uh, against uh, against uh, Toronto, I set the high score for the league for the week. You did. Um, so <laughs> it's entirely possible that I did okay. Um I don't really check. Look, this whole thing is purely for shtick for me. Um, I'm not doing this because the hell I you think, say. I think I'm gonna do well. Um, it's it's more just fun for me to say. After doing deep analysis of the entire league, I think that this is possibly the best seven person lineup you can do, and then just have all seven Stampeders. I think it's way more fun that way. Yeah. Um, and anybody who thinks it's not funny. Give your head a shake. Like this is why it's hilarious that this continues to happen, and I have done it now for seasons on seasons on seasons. Yeah. As long as there's been CFL fantasy, this is how I've, I've put my team together, and it continues to be funny week after week. And it's even funnier when I win. Um, you know, if I beat you in any given week, and I set the high score for God's sake, if I beat you in any given week, that's a real. Like that's how you need to look at yourself in the mirror and think, what have I done um, to allow Ryan Stick to beat me in fantasy? So I don't know how I did last week, though. It would be interesting to find out. I don't even know how the thing works to, to look um, okay. from last week. I just know what my team um, uh, will do this week, and that will be uh, start seven Stampeders. Right. And then end at the bottom. That's fine. Um, so all three of us, the other. Unfortunately, unfortunately, all three of us lost last week. Yeah. Um, this week I get to Argos FanCast. Uh, and then it is the second in the Turf District Civil Wars as Superfan Mike faces Commissioner Ooh. Kayla in uh, Fantasy. So this should be rather fun. And uh, and then just to add the fun, next week, it's you and me, Mike. I know. <laughs> so uh, we got all the Civil Wars happening. So that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, well, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Are you going to stick around for overtime? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, plug your show and where everybody can find you on Twitter and all of your uh, great work on three down. Uh, everywhere you're looking in the social media landscape, I'm at BB can Ryan. Um, I've got it on blue sky. I'm not checking it. I've got threads. I'm not checking it. And I will be on Twitter until it dies. And I don't even know what X is, but it's not Twitter. I will be on Twitter until it dies. Um, and uh, you can find me at BB Ken Ryan. Tag me uh, in all of your hatred from this show um, because I get a lot of enjoyment in, in hearing uh, how much I anger you. Um, and so uh, feel free to tag me. Of course, on Three Down Nation, uh, all my stuff's just anything, almost anything stamps that's on there is, is uh, mine, unless it's news during the week, and then it'll be John or JC. Um, uh, so you can, you can read that there. And of course, the Go Stamps Go show is available on all of your typical podcatchers. Uh, so just uh, search for that. Um, you know, go back. Our guest episodes are not very dated. Normally, we don't talk much about games. We talk about the players. Um, and so you can learn a lot about players and, and kind of hear some of their stories, which is uh, really what makes these podcasts interesting. Um, you know, it's all well and good for us to shoot the shit here, but uh, it's when we get player interviews that those are our best shows, I think. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I really, 
um, I would encourage you to go back into our back catalog and you can you can see what's uh, what's out there for some of the uh, player interviews we've done throughout the years. Fantastic. Uh, Commissioner, where does everybody find you? Well, I'll keep it very short and simple and just say at Twitter or on Twitter at Duchess Lombardi. That's Perfect. it. That's yeah. it. Okay. Super fan. You can find me at 56 Parkies on most social medias. Uh, I have no idea what Blue Sky is, um, but if it's there, I might be on it. You never know. Um, and you can find the uh, Edmonton football history and horrid segments uh, at the E-D-M-H-I-S-T-O-R-E-E. Perfect. You can find me at Free Delicious and the show at the Turf District. Uh, that is on all of your different social media channels. Uh, but of course, uh, check us out on YouTube uh, because uh, we're looking to build our subscribers there. So tell all your friends about it and uh, hit the little subscribe button and go from there. Don't forget to follow our friends at pay it forward with football they are having a fundraising event on october the 27th at mkt beer market uh so grab your tickets and continue to spread kindness which is what we need these days uh and as uh much like ryan follow uh my articles on three down nation as well i write just post game and uh the ones today were rather interesting in both points of view between ryan and myself very you'd, similar you'd think that you'd uh, know which teams we talk about or which ones teams we cheer for? That's uh, yeah. What happens? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, Homer. Never, never mind the fact. <laughs> never mind the fact that somebody, um, and I'm sure it's an Edmonton fan. Um, oh yeah. Somebody yeah. said, "Oh, now you're finally posting about your team." <laughs> yeah. It's every every week. week. Yeah. Every week. The only reason I it, you saw it this week is because it's hashtag Elks. If we had played the Elks before, now you would have seen it then too. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I thought that was a really weird criticism considering I've written about every Stampeders game for four seasons uh, for me to just now be talking about the Stampeders uh, was uh, was an interesting thing to hear. Well, like I said, we're both homers. It's fine. Yes. Uh, that's, that's your what, job. That's what we're there for. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Uh, if, you're, if you're on YouTube Live, stick around for overtime where we'll do uh, more in the fan discussion. Uh, otherwise, we will be back next week to talk about our Labor Day rematch win and, uh, and you know, laugh a little bit about the fact that we split the series at least, and that's good. I did that just for that face. Thanks, Ryan. Mm -hmm. uh, so for Ryan, Commissioner Kayla, and Superfan Mike, I'm Andrew. Remember, you can't catch footballs with your face, and we will absolutely talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.